You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today I want to talk about why value creates money. Right now I'm looking out the window at some lorikeets. There are birds calling. It's a beautiful sunny day after some rain. And I'm really happy that I'm offering value in all areas of my life and earning the money that I want to earn in exchange for that value. And if you want to know how to make money in your business, you might have to think about things in a slightly different way than you are right now. This is especially the case if you've come from an employment arrangement where you've previously been trading your time for an hourly rate. And it's also the case if you think that discounting is the best way to start selling your services if you're new to business or if you're seasoned in business. Both of these are unhelpful ways of thinking about both time and money. So I'm going to invite you to consider a different perspective today that will help you to create more money and probably more time in your business. I want to start by busting two money-making myths. The first myth that I want to bust is that people are paying you for your time. This is 100% false. People are not buying your time. They're not buying your sessions. What people are actually paying for, what they're buying is the value that you offer in your services or products that will help them to get the result they want. And this transcends the time that they actually spend with you. Consider this. If your client gets a lot of value from their session, then they should be able to get the result that they want and continue to get that result long after the session is over. And when I say session, I could be talking about a program or a series of sessions here because it's hard to get lots of results from one session, right? If you're in the business of coaching, you're helping people change habits that will transform their lives. And it's exactly the same sort of thing for a product. Let's say that I spent $9.99 on a plunger. The value is not in just the plunger. What I'm buying it for is because I have a blocked sink or a blocked toilet and I can fix that with that plunger. I'm not interested in the piece of rubber with the wood attached. I'm buying a long-term solution. I'm buying something that will give me value for years to come. So the second myth is that discounting is a good pricing strategy for a service-based business. And I would like to say that in about 99% of cases, I think it's not. It's okay if you're a big warehouse and your pricing strategy is to sell mass-produced products at a discount rate to outcompete other people who sell a similar sort of product. But if your aim is to sell value, not time, then the quickest way to train your customers to value your service is to price appropriately. Discounting your services simply serves to diminish the value of what you do. And as a pricing strategy, it trains people to think less of what you do. And I might even extend this and say the same could be said for doing a letterbox drop. The stuff that you get in your letterbox is called junk mail. And if you are selling something that you perceive to be of high value, there's no way that you would post that in a letterbox drop. There could be exceptions to the rule, but it, and it depends on what you're selling, but I believe that letterbox drops are not a good strategy for selling coaching services, perhaps for branding and positioning, but you'd need to have a very high quality brochure. I like to think of it this way. You don't see Mercedes doing letterbox drops. That's enough said on that. 
It's really important that you understand the value of what you do because time is a finite resource and yet money is infinite. And in other words, if you deliver a lot of value, then the money that you can make transcends the time that you spend on delivering that value. Think about that carefully. So what does value look like? What is it exactly? Well, considering that it's value that brings you money, not time, you want to maximise the value of what you offer. To make this happen, you first must believe in what you do and know the results that you can possibly create with the right sorts of clients. Here's an example of what that value might look like in a coaching business. Let's say that you do a session with a client and they have a massive epiphany that could transform some part of their life or last for many years. I have an example of that. I had a coaching client once who showed up to her second session after going away and working on her vision in the first and her why. And the first thing she said to me in the second session was, that vision created light bulbs for me. In fact, I could tell you that I lost 110 kilos this week. Of course, I said, what? How can you lose 110 kilos in a week? And she said, I worked through my vision and I realized that most of my problems are coming from a toxic relationship that I've been in for several years. And so I've broken up with that person and I'm finally free. I feel so much lighter and everything feels so much easier. I'm ready to move forward. Now, that conversation happened in 2015 at the start of an eight-week program. That client went on to lose 10 kilos through that coaching program and to this day has maintained that weight. She is empowered, happier and is making choices that support her in all areas of life and she did that all herself. But she sees the value in the facilitation process that got her to that aha moment, that big one. And do you think she cares about what she paid for the coaching sessions? What she self-discovered is still delivering value to this day. And that's an example of what value can look like. And I will tell you something else about that too. If a client like that was refer to, to refer someone to me, she'd talk about her amazing transformation and the results she got. She would never say, wow, the sessions only cost me this much. Value has longevity and it's almost immeasurable. And I would invite you to think about what you do that way. You can facilitate incredible results for your clients. They're doing all the work, but they're going to associate that value with the process that you take them through. Time is also valuable, but for a different reason, and it's because it's finite. The only way to make money based on time in your business is to charge a very high hourly rate or to leverage your time through working with groups or selling memberships where you can service in a one-to-many environment or through some DIY-type information-style programs. The message is this, really. If you think about hours for dollars and being cheap enough, so will your clients. But if you think about what the value of what you do is and the longevity of that and how precious that is, so will your clients. In other words, what you think about the value you want to create has a massive impact on the way your business is perceived by the outside world and it will definitely impact on your sales. So let's talk about how to create value. Now that we know what value is and it's a commodity that you're actually selling in your business, how do you make it? Well, just like beauty, value is in the eye of the beholder. So it's really important that when you're 
trying to promote what you do, that you're reaching the right audience, the people who actually want what you have to sell. They are already buying products to help them solve a problem that they have right now. They're already looking for help or information. That's how you know that they're ready to get help from someone like you. So there are four things that you can do to create value in your coaching business, assuming you know who that right customer is for you, the one that will actually pay for what you do because they want that help. The first thing you can do is to become a good coach through good old-fashioned practice. If you're not a coach, maybe you deliver some other service, but being good at it is essential. And this means being totally present with your client, making space for them to discover their own answers, hearing what they really need and letting them drive the agenda. That's if you're a coach or if you're in another profession that's service-based, it's probably including some of those elements, but also just being a craftsperson at what you do. The better you are at something, the more people will refer you. Think about the last time somebody told you about a wonderful massage that they had and how they would highly recommend that person because they really helped you, it really helped them to relax and work out all the knots. That's an example of being good at what you do. So important and it's important that you get practice even if it's on a pro bono basis to start with. The second thing that you can do to create value in your services is to surprise and delight your client by drip feeding them useful resources that will help them to learn and become more self-aware and facilitate change. And I call this no content, that's K-N-O-W, grow content and change content. It could include blogs that you've written about a particular problem or a topic, articles that other people have written, that solve a problem, recipes, podcasts, or any other sort of thing that will help them to learn more, to generate hope, to see things a different way, or to solve a micro problem. When you unexpectedly send your client a useful article, perhaps something that boosts their self-awareness or helps them to problem solve on their own, or if you send that client a cheerleader-style text, or a surprise gift, or a journal and a pen, something like that, your client will feel that you're truly wanting to help them and they'll feel a sense of value in the relationship and in what you do. Think about what that would mean to you if you were a client and you'd been struggling with something and you got that really inspiring, motivating text, I'm thinking of you and I know you can do it. Or if you were worrying about something and a coach sent you an article that explained why people feel a certain way you'd be thankful and surprised and delighted. Now, the third thing to do to create value in your business is to think of your services in terms of the value you offer, not how you get it. And you only talk to people in terms of that value. A lot of people, a lot of coaches particularly, are talking about how they do things and what they do. And they talk about visions and goals and the process. People don't buy the process, they buy the outcome. So if you think about the typical results that your clients get, that you know they enjoy, that's what you need to stick into your brain and you need to think of and describe your services in terms of that value because that's the message that will go out in your marketing and that's what will attract people. 
It also provides proof that what you do works. A process doesn't provide that proof. And that's really important when it comes to buying. The fourth thing to do to create value in your business is to stop trying to convince people to buy from you. If you can help your clients get a result that they desperately want, they will find the money. If you start convincing, it becomes more about the money than the value. And that's going to flip the equation and put them in a different sort of mindset. They're going to feel threatened and uncomfortable and like you're not truly interested in helping them. If your client that you're talking to can't see the value in what you're doing, it could mean one of two things. Firstly, it might mean that you didn't position the value correctly in the first place. Or secondly, they're not ready to buy right now or to buy from you. In either case, it means you need to go back and rework something. In the first case, if you didn't position the value right, you can go back to your messaging. Or you maybe need to target a different type of client, perhaps one that's more ready to change or one that's more like your ideal client. Remember that your clients are actually incredibly resourceful. I've had clients say that they're saving up to do a program I offered, and that communicates that they see the value and the results they can get, which is more important to them than either time or money. They're prepared to wait and save up to do that program to get that result, and that's what you want to be selling. A coach I know once tried to sell a $600 coaching program. It's really interesting what happened the client said that they didn't have the money. And then the very next day, the client went and bought a musical instrument for, guess, yep, $600. What does that say about that client's readiness to change or perception of value in this coaching program? It's important to remember that clients can find the money when they really want something. And I've just given you two examples that illustrate that. Think about yourself and what you spend money on and what motivates you to buy and you'll find a lot of answers there. So just to recap the four things that you can do to create value in your business, they are practice your coaching or craft to become very good at it. This is a really easy way to create value because people will refer you if you're good at what you do and they love the result. The second thing is to surprise and delight your clients by giving them little bits and pieces of things that are going to help them on their journey and let you know that you're thinking of them. Let them know that you're thinking of them, sorry. The third thing is to talk about the results and value that you create, not the cost or the method or the process. And finally, to remember that clients are resourceful if they want something badly enough, they will find the money. Before I finish this episode, I want to talk about something else that's really important, and it's why you need to stop hating your job. If you're someone who's transitioning from your job to a business and you're thinking about how much you hate your job and how you're only going to do it until you can start your business, I'm going to offer that you stop that sort of thinking right away, and here's why. Think about how you feel when you turn up to that job that you hate. You might Put in the minimum effort required. You might find it hard to be happy or to do your work properly. You might struggle to believe in what you're doing. You might lack pride in your work. You might feel like you're lying to yourself or others or letting yourself down. You might be telling yourself that you're exhausted and you can't stand it, but you stay there because it's an income and it's steady even though you hate it. 
Hearing all that, how do you think those sorts of thoughts and those actions in that job might affect your confidence and your self-worth outside of the job? I suggest that that sort of thinking and that sort of self-talk around hating your job is going to affect your performance and that that's going to erode your self-confidence because you're not necessarily delivering the value that you would love to offer if you love the job. It might erode your self-belief. Your primitive brain might latch onto those thoughts and think, well, I'm a fraud. I'm not to be trusted. I'm not confident. And this is the opposite thinking to what you need to run a business. In a business, you must be able to convince yourself and others that what you have and what you do is valuable and worth every penny and that you are worthy of delivering it. When you believe in yourself and your thing, the service you offer, then you'll be able to sell it easily because you have a sense of conviction in your voice. And that's actually what sells something. That sense of conviction in your voice and your belief in your own value or the value of what you offer. So if you're in a job that you hate right now, but you're doing it for a steady income while you set up your business, I recommend the following. First, you could find another job that you like more in the interim, or better still, I challenge you to find creative ways to excel in your role and bring your very best to it and to feel like you're really offering value there despite the challenges. Imagine the sort of value that you would feel in your work if you were able to do that. If you were able to dig deep and rise above the stuff that you didn't like to be the best you could be, how would that affect your self-confidence and your self-worth and your self-belief? What would you think of yourself if you could be that person? something to think about. I covered a lot today, so let's just recap and summarize everything. Firstly, I invite you to think about how value is actually the thing that creates money, not time, and to raise your own sense of value in what you do through consistent practice. Secondly, I invite you to implement the four things that you can start doing to create value in your business if you have one. Practicing your coaching or or craft to become good, surprising and delighting your clients, talking about results, not money, and remembering that your clients are resourceful. And finally, I invite you to experiment with bringing value to every area of your life, to showing up and being your best and giving your best, even if you have a job that you hate, so that you can maintain a strong sense of self-worth and confidence. Hopefully these things will get you thinking about value and money in a different way so that you can build more of both and so that you can become the person you need to be to run a successful business. Thanks for listening and I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now.